Hit the lights. You've discovered the Half Watt Podcast. We want to educate and entertain by tapping into the most trusted source of new technology, the ones installing and innovating it. You, the tradespeople that build from the ground up. Join us as we talk with industry leaders, veteran contractors, and even some young blood. Welcome aboard. Today, I am privileged to have in the studio with me, Anna Rachel. Anna? Hello. Hello. So if you don't know who she is, she is an EST3 technician from Convergent. Uh, I have been waiting uh, impatiently to have her on this podcast, so I'm super excited. Welcome aboard. Thank you for having me. Great. So tell me how you got started in this industry. Well, I um, got started, I found out about Convergent Technologies, which is who I work for, Mm -hmm. um, through the career placement at ITT. I went to ITT and I got my degree for electronics and engineering through them. And then at the end, they helped me get interviews and Convergent was one of them that I uh, saw. And Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Mario Guidone was actually my interviewer and uh, ultimately hired me. Nice. And I know him. I took over the fire alarm class from, from Mario. That's right. Now, do you have a bachelor's? Uh, no, I don't. I just have my associate's degree. Okay. I, I uh, got hired on and mm-hmm. I basically hit the ground running doing uh, test and inspect and uh, ultimately went through the apprenticeship program. Um, but so, I. So, how long ago was that? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> well, I got my license, I believe, in. 2010 um, and when I entered the program it was still a four-year program so 2006 mm-hmm. and um, halfway through they decided to make it the three-year program okay. by combining some classes I believe but the classes they combined I had already taken so I still had to go all four years seriously yeah I did so um, but it was great you now it was it was eye-opening so and you've worked for Convergent basically the whole time. The whole time. And so you you work on all the EST. Do you guys do twos and, and I never worked. I never went to school for two. I did work on some of them because they they were end of life. I believe before I even came into the industry. I started in two thousand five, mm-hmm. and um, uh, so I've done some programming. But um, I am certified in three, and I've worked mm-hmm. on the I/O panels and and fireworks. So you've done IOs, twos. Yes, you're familiar with twos, quick and starts, and quick starts, and yeah, stuff. Correct, and, and all that. Have you worked on the four yet? Not yet. I am actually going through the self study for that right now. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. I'm excited. So, so for those of you who uh, aren't super familiar with fire, and I know I'm very fire-centric, uh, EST3 is, I think, probably the toughest programming language to learn and to write. And so Anna represents uh, sort of the, the, the top tier in, in folks who write. Now, I'm a, I'm, I'm a simplex person, and that, you know, simplex are big legacy systems, and they're, they're but the programming language in simplex is pretty... Uh, uh, it gives you a lot of variety to do, but it's almost it's it's a very easy program to figure out. It's not it's not difficult. But when I see people write in three, that step I have to step back and go, man, that is some complicated stuff. It can definitely get very complicated very fast. So now you work at uh, one of those minor little uh, places. Uh, was that PDX or something like that? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. <laughs> Which is where we ran into each other. Very few people know about it. Very few. I hear it's a, I hear it's a small little airport. So how long have you been working at the at the airport? I started in. 2019 Mm -hmm. um, with the PDX Next project, um, which is upgrading um, the old technology to the newer technology. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been there ever since. Cool. 
And you work with uh, 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 Randy, mm -hmm. who, uh, so Randy is a mutual friend of ours, Randy uh, Kloss, and he basically programs uh, for performance systems, and you are doing the hardware installation, and what, what, what part of it are you doing? At the we airport? do the design and uh, the parts and smarts, um, okay. but PSI does the programming portion of it and the testing. And the man to maintaining the Correct. certain aspects of it. Yeah. It's kind of a split shop It is, thing. yeah. Is it's, that working out pretty good? Or? It is, yeah. Good. Yeah, good. We, uh, we have a good time. You do. Uh, but you also go out and do service calls too. Still, you still do on calls and things. I, like that? I do on call. Yeah, we have a rotation where uh, you know all the fire alarm technicians get a week, uh, mm -hmm. and so we kind of cycle through everybody. So I am on call every once in a while. Um, so I do still get to do service calls, but primarily I'm pretty busy at the at the port. And so you just basically hang out there and, and mm -hmm. do that stuff. And you live in Vancouver, so that's an easy commute. Yeah. you don't have to do that's have right. to drive up from. No, that was one of my stipulations when we went house hunting a couple of years ago is I wanted to stay close to the airport because for the first time in my life, I didn't have a big commute. I bet. And uh, before I did the airport, it was all over the place. I mean, I've driven all the way out to Boardman. Uh, I've driven out to the coast, you know, mm -hmm. to do service calls, installs, things like that. So I've been all over the place. And nice. so being close to home is nice. I like that. Yeah. Do you have, do you have uh, children and all that? Or? No, no children. Just pets. Guess. Just pets. Just a dog like and some cats. Dog and some cats. Yeah. I have lots of those. No horses? <laughs> Not yet. No, uh, I don't have the room for a horse, unfortunately. Horses are... Uh, they're nice. They're fun. Like, I, I uh, we've got a, a small horse we're, mm. we're training that's going to be auctioned off. Okay. It's a, it's part of the, the BLM Mustang oh. thing. And um, so we're house-sitting for some folks. And as I got home tonight, she was in the pasture next to us. And as I drove in, she was just running back and forth in the pasture, just to exercise her legs. And it's just, it's like, man, you know, you don't, here's this little horse that you wouldn't think is, is got all that mm -hmm. power and strength. And, you know, she's just showing her, showing her. Showing off. Showing <laughs> off. What kind of dogs do you have? I have, uh, well, my dog, we have two dogs. One's my mom's, one's mm -hmm. ours. Uh, she's a, a lab German short hair pointer mix. Nice. So she's got lots of energy, <laughs> keeps us on our toes. <laughs> uh, and, you know, normal house cats. Uh, my mom's dog is a little chewy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super I've got a cute. Chihuahuas. Yeah. And I've got a, 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 a kind of a Bengal cat. Mm, oh, nice. Those, yeah, those are interesting. Mm -hmm. They have a very distinct personality. I hear they're super smart, too. They're super smart. This one I have, his sister, who is no longer with us, uh, too smart for her own good. Used to open up drawers. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the brother, the one that uh, I I kind of chose is not, he's a little denser than that, but uh, he he still brings us you know cat like surprises every mm -hmm. once in a while. Presents. So uh, with with Mario, uh, when Mario hired you and, and and got you on board, did did he just automatically just toss you into three or how did how, what was what was it like in in this industry? for you to start off like, like tell, tell us about that how that how that happened for you so when i was first hired on i was actually hired on to be um in a test and inspect group yeah. so the very first system i actually ever saw and touched was a simplex panel mm -hmm. um, because we still made you know we were able to test them and everything but what got me into est was uh, an upgrade project in Tualatin mm -hmm. uh, where I worked with Mr. Youngberg, actually. He with, was with my uh, nice. journeyman at the time. I was his apprentice. And uh, so I worked with him out there. And then I also worked with him out at 
that other little place in Hillsboro that, you know, no one, no, just a little a tiny place. Little, a tiny little semiconductor. Yeah, exactly. Plant out there. That oh. little place there. Yeah, exactly. So, so he was my mentor um, for a while there doing that stuff. And uh, he, and you he, couldn't, you couldn't learn from anybody. I mean, you had Mario on one side and Gary on the mm -hmm. other. Yeah, between the two of them, I, I think I had the two best mentors I could yeah, ask for. Wow! So it was great. It was really eye opening, and I fell in love with EST mm -hmm. right then and there. Why, I just, and why is that? I had, I mean, I've never until EST. I'd never really dabbled in the kind of language that you need to use for EST, mm -hmm. but I had. You played around with like HTML and things like that, which are stepping stones to kind of understanding how programming works mm -hmm. in a way. You know, you kind of get the gist of how you need to set things up and set up the rules and everything like that. And EST just, the language just clicked, so, you know. So I sent a guy off to three school and he didn't know what to expect. And so he's in Arizona and he calls me up, I think the second or third night, he goes, this is C++. Mm -hmm. This is essentially C++. And he goes, I've been writing C++ since I was a kid. Oh, nice. And I'm like, I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, this is easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, easy for him, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, what the hell is C++? I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not a programmer to that degree. I don't I don't get it. And every time I've looked over like Bryce, mm -hmm. Bryce's shoulders, because Bryce was kind of my guy who, who turned me on to how the thing worked. You know, do you know Bryce? I have don't. You, you, you ever heard of him? I have heard of him. I've heard We're the name. We're talking about Bryce Lackey. Yeah. yeah, I've definitely heard the name. So he's, he's, he's also known. been in ESD all of his career. Mm -hmm. Like for, for the for the most part, he he was a, a, a PSI apprentice. Mm -hmm. I knew him as a. I had him as one of my students. And then uh, when I managed him, you know, I got to realize just what a what a brain he had on his head. And nice. we would go through it, and I would watch him mm -hmm. the way that he would work with these threes and I just was like oh my god these things are incredible mm -hmm. he's like yeah yeah there's nothing you can't make them do nothing. yeah you can make them do pretty much anything yeah. like if you wanted it to turn on your coffee maker in the morning you could set it up when I and I get that in the and the architecture the way he was explaining the architecture where you know it doesn't really when you when you open it up you have to have all this programming knowledge mm -hmm. before you it just comes out like a blank slate and yeah. you have to add all that stuff in where a lot of the other systems and I'll rattle off the ones that I've, I've worked on they don't have that they come with this that architecture now you're customizing mm -hmm. that architecture and they uh, you know the but in the in the simplex world and obviously the Silent Night world uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know Fike all that good stuff they all basically come out of the box knowing what they are yeah but the three isn't that way, and that's what makes it so kind of customizable. Yeah, the three is just a complete blank slate. You you start from scratch. You have to tell it what it is. The only thing it knows is CPU. When you put a CPU in, it's like, I'm number one. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's all, all it, knows. it knows. That's literally all it knows. But then you have to tell it, like, no, 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 no. You're, you're in a network. Uh, you're not one, by the way. You're number five. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, also, you're not actually a fire panel. You're an enunciator. You know, you have to tell the oh. system all of that fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it is, it's so fun. And I, I just really enjoy how customizable it is. Nice. Um, and then it's also kind of like you, you have different uh, editors that you can use. I, I've been using Jen's editor. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that there's other editing programs out there as well. You can use whatever, you can import it. So that's not the standard ESD program? Is that a special? 
Uh, it's a third party. It's a really? third party program that you can you download. Could do that. Yeah, Rock Eloquent. Tell me about this. I think I think Note uh, Notepad Plus Plus is another one that you can use as well. So no kidding. Yeah. So they're kind of geared towards that. So you don't ever really want to use Notepad mm -hmm. um, because it's been known to add spaces into things and they're kind of invisible and can sometimes mess up with your logic, your syntax. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I just I've always use Gen's editor, and but it's really just like a notepad that that has color codes for like your brackets. If you have a rule, you have to put brackets mm -hmm. um, to name it, um, you know, which basically if you bracket things out, the system ignores it, but you can put in notes like this rule is for this, you know, you can put mm -hmm. like your, your thumbprint, if you will, you know, okay. you can leave notes, little legends and things like that so that if somebody else programs it down the road, they can look back and be like, oh, okay, that, you know, this abbreviation means this, right. you know, things like that. So a lot of times so when- the, So the logic in this machine is, so, so you can leave your notes, and, and we mm -hmm. talked about that right before the show, like, mm -hmm. you know, where, where you can tell where, where Gary's programmed and, right. and the way that he programs mm -hmm. and the way, maybe the way I'm picking on Randy, but the way that Randy might program or the way that Sean might program mm -hmm. uh, or Bryce, so you can kind of see the logic because it's all unique. Yeah. Correct. Like, like this three here isn't going to match the three in this this place over here because correct. two different people could have programmed them even though they do the same thing and they're yeah. both you are listed to do what they do. Yeah. Even if you if the same person did two different programs, they might still be a little bit different because a lot of things affects how you label things uh, and the way that the EST program works is it works off of labels. Okay. So you have the column in the program. That is the label is you can put qualifiers in there like you can make it say SMK for smoke mm -hmm. detector and then you can write your rule and say anything that has SMK in it um, does this it you know it activates an FSD a fire smoke damper mm -hmm. it activates uh, an air handler shutdown um, it could be part of an AND group, like if you have a pre-action system and you have to have cross mm -hmm. cross zoning and things like that you can put devices into an AND group and then make it say um, that you have to have two of these active any so. of these devices in this and group if two of them go active then you set the output off mm -hmm. things like that and uh, depending on the site you know you might have site specific abbreviations because it makes sense for that place which, which makes sense so exactly. that, is, that is a lot that is kind of similar to simplex because we we do the same thing mm -hmm. so if i have a building and that building is let's say mrb mm -hmm. Then we always start off our label with MRB, but Correct. all with the but the but the programming language is you know basically the customizing mm. is you know you can either have it write it for you, but mm -hmm. it has to be a specific way when it's written. Correct. So it'll say blank, blah, blank, blah, blank, blah, blank, blah, blank, mm -hmm. you know, and or 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 mm -hmm. and 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 then when you when you but when in my experience, like when I've worked with with some of the the really good simplex programmers because I'm 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 mediocre and I've, I've met good you know and I don't, <laughs> I'm not there yet because I'm not writing these things from scratch I'm mm -hmm. I'm manipulating and customizing it for mm -hmm. what we need for our specific functions mm -hmm. but when you know we bring in Ralph from simplex uh, Ralph McRoberts who I want to have on the show at some point who is just a like a genius mm -hmm. him and Brian Magnus and all these guys that have worked for simplex for years these guys really, really know their stuff. And so they're doing kind of like what you're doing, but the architecture is pretty set. Mm -hmm. Like you, you know, when we meet, leave our notes, we have this little area, it's like, <clears throat> this is where your comments go. 
and I was talking to Ralph the other day. He goes, yeah, man, put in there what the hell you're doing. Like, right. like don't don't be shy. Like, mm -hmm. why did you why did you write this thing? What did you want it to do? Don't leave mm -hmm. these little notes. So here I've been telling to students and technicians for years, leave crib notes of what you've done in the field. Yeah. And Ralph's like, oh, say, leave crib notes of what you've done mm -hmm. here. And so you've got the same thing in three. You can just put the crib yeah. notes right in there. You can you can leave notes for the next person. You know, I've, mm -hmm. I've come across notes from 2016. Oh, this sprinkler zone got deleted. So the devices are now in this other zone. So it references, it leaves crumbs for the next person who happens to be digging in the program and uh -huh. looking for, well, well, why did, you know, any kind of reason of why things changed. Well, they can find this note in the rules report, not the mm -hmm. rules, excuse me, in the rules themselves. And, you know, so-and-so left a note. This got deleted. It got rearranged so that now this zone sets it off. Okay, cool. That's awesome. That can then, you know, open up a whole nother line of question to the customer of, well, why did this happen? What was the reasoning for it? Or, you know, oh, there was a project going on at the time and it changed everything, you yeah. know. The walls changed. This pre-action system wasn't needed anymore. So now we moved it over here and to do this other thing. Nice. So you can do that. Not everybody does, but you mm -hmm. can. So, the, and there's no, there's no real like thou shalt, you know, it, but it's, it's all company wide, like within mm -hmm. conversion, I'm sure you guys have your own mm -hmm. standards that you do. Yes, right. And, and everybody sort of makes sure that you know, there's nobody guessing at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah. We kind of have a thing of like Convergent likes to see things within reason and within customer specific requirements. You know, mm -hmm. this is kind of what we want to see, but really everybody's kind of left to do how it makes sense to them. Like the way I program is completely different than the way um, my colleagues, Dave Barrett, for instance, mm -hmm. would program, you know, or the way Gary programmed. Like I have my own little style. I like. I like to have things in a specific order, like mm -hmm. with the label, like I want it to have the address in it. And then I want it to, the next thing I wanted to say is if it's a smoke or a heat, mm -hmm. and then the next thing and the next thing, you know, the label can be pretty long. <laughs> and, and, and that consistency. So it, mm -hmm. it, we, we run into that too. I, I, I was programming today and I was showing my apprentice that I'm trying to get, I'm trying to standardize some of the programs because mm -hmm. we're adding radios and taking out dialers and doing some things. So, so I said, I want this to all be the same mm -hmm. so that anybody can see exactly what we've done right and uh it, it he was off for uh, a couple of days last week and i was uh noodling just trying to figure this out and i had 11 by 17 sheets of paper on my desk and i'm writing on this furiously and i'm writing on i don't have a whiteboard a big enough whiteboard so i'm writing on the window that overlooks like the helipad going, nice. going you know with a with a like a um I don't know, one of those beautiful mind things where I'm writing a awesome. thing with a, with a dry erase marker and people coming by going, you know, I don't think you're sane. I'm like, no, 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 I, I got to get this worked out. And I, I worked out all the logic, the, the ways I wanted it to go, mm -hmm. and then sat down and actually did it mm -hmm. and got this thing all dialed in and we went to test it and it worked first time. That's awesome. Like, oh, That's such a great and, feeling. And there's nothing better than that when you're like, Phew, Mm -hmm. Okay, now that it works, so we know that it works, let's mirror this <laughs> here, here, here. Let's make it the yeah. same everywhere. But sometimes the trial and error can be kind of fun, too. Like you're writing something, you're like, yeah, this should work. Mm -hmm. And then it, you test it, and it does. And you should always test it. You should always, always test it. And never program and say, yeah, it's fine. And then I don't, I don't know anybody who does that, but 
just a good, you know, yeah. rule of thumb, like always test it after. <laughs> just make sure it's going to fire. The way it, it exactly. I mean, it's only life safety, you know. It's, it's only life safety. Yeah. It's just a minor, minor, <laughs> but it's a it, minor thing. Yeah. But it's kind of nice to every once in a while have that, like, you're stumped because it should work. You're mm -hmm. looking at it. You're running the report. You're compiling, and there's no syntax errors. Everything looks good, but it's not working. Why and is so it you blinking? To... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it, I, I find that fun. Like troubleshooting is kind of, I love it. I love troubleshooting. I yeah. like having to use my mind to figure things out. And I, I got to tell you, the troubleshooting ground faults was, it was a, it took me a little bit to mm -hmm. kind of get used to it but like once you can troubleshoot a ground fault you can troubleshoot just about anything you've got it yeah, yeah. now then you can strap the black belt on because mm -hmm. you've you've figured this out <laughs> honestly yeah it's that it's that serious mm -hmm. i mean it because it 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 is it, it i i once troubleshot a, a ground fault on a notifier system with bryce and i was uh, still a manager at the time so i was constantly on the phone with some mm -hmm. you know, idiotic problem and uh so i'm, I'm following him Half my brain's following this kid, and the other half of my brain's on the phone trying to unsnarl some other bat squeezery. And he walks in to a room where they had just freshly washed the, uh, cleaned the carpets, and it was mm -hmm. so moist in this room. He went, he just, he made the connection. Mm -hmm. It's got to be, and he did do the isolation. He says, it's got to be mm -hmm. the smoke detector. He just, next thing I know, he's got a 12 foot ladder. He's up there, pulls it off. That was it. Yep. And I'm like, and how quickly he made mm -hmm. the the half step jumps to figure out that that was it, and he just happened to 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 make all the connections mm -hmm. right in front of me. So I was this this observer watching my own person, my own in, my own employee, just waste this problem in just like that, That's nothing awesome. flat. And I just I just was like, oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm impressed. You yeah. know, it's it's, it's it's that's why whenever he called me, mm -hmm. it was bad. Like when he called me, I'm like, if Bryce can't get it, how mm -hmm. is he calling me for? You know, that kind of thing. But um, things got serious. Yeah, things were serious. <laughs> it's like, okay, I need your help. He and I were working on a three together. This uh, this uh, homeowners association has it in this building downtown. Mm -hmm. And we go there to together to work in this thing. And he's like, oh man, this thing's like a CPU one, which is one of the first version CPUs. And he goes, mm -hmm. if we change the the revisions out to the current revision, it's not going to be compatible. This could very well fail. Mm -hmm. So we wrote this big proposal for this for this HOA, and they said, "Look, you, you got to do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. We got to get this thing up and running." And it had voice evac, and oh, wow. it had SAC modules in it, which are security. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's wow. like, it definitely won't recognize those when we're done. So we're, he's he did all the legwork to figure out what it took, and then I wrote the proposal, and we we shipped it back to him, and the the guy signed off on it, Good. and we went down and started looking at it, and that machine had been running continuously since like 2011. Oh wow, yeah. It had run without a without a failure mm -hmm. and without a without anybody doing anything to it on its own just running with wow. same program, no modifications. That's impressive. And and Bryce looks at me and goes, there you could say a lot of things about Edwards. He says, but this thing has never it, no one's touched it mm -hmm. like since since they turned it on and whatever and the, and one of our own guys programmed it from yeah. years ago 
like it was programmed by PSI mm -hmm. and then it went away and came back, you know, to another client. That's always fun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's the same program because, yeah, this is like Scott wrote this yeah. or something. It's like, like it went on a little trip and then yeah. came back. And we, sure enough, we did it and, and one CPU, like mm -hmm. the like the Enunciator CPU, and it, yeah. it died and the other one didn't. And, and within 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 like three hours, we were back up and running. The guy goes, that's it? I'm like, that's it. That's awesome. He's like, huh, that was simple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, and upgrading those panels can sometimes be a little bit of a doozy because you have to yeah. do them in a certain sequence. Um, but that's impressive. It was really I like hearing impressive. That. Yeah, and and I, and I am I'm very simplex oriented, obviously because that's my my you know my employer now is OHSU, so and it's all simplex up there except mm -hmm. for a couple of FIC panels, and uh, and that's that's what I cut my teeth on was mm -hmm. that system. So that's. The machine that I know. That was your intro. That was my intro, and, nice. and 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 every time I compare anything, it's like, well, okay, this is what a forty one hundred does, and mm -hmm. you know, blah blah blah. Uh, so I never got a chance to. Matter of fact, I was scheduled to go to three school up in Seattle uh, when I left. Wait, they had school up in Seattle? Yeah, they brought an instructor in. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they had them. They they taught. Uh, matter of fact, we sent Baker up there. Mike Baker. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Is that the same class Cassie went to as well? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I remember that now. And that so a, yeah. So yeah. she she because she was in his class. Mm -hmm. And so uh, but he taught Mirtone, mm. which I worked on one of those. Is not uh, not dissimilar from a from two. an Edwards panel. Or, like it's like a two, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's close to it. So he kind of already knew the logic in that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I was scheduled to go there, and it just you know I, my my time was done. I needed to go mm -hmm. elsewhere. So. So to me, you know, I, yeah, I know a lot of different systems, mm -hmm. but I know all these smaller systems like Potter and yeah. you know, and Silent Night and stuff. But but when it came to the to the big guns, I just about the time I could have probably pulled the trigger on it, I was out. Yeah, you know? so it's like I never really got a chance to. And part of me is like, eh, I kind of kind of wish I had, mm -hmm. but then if I'd have just, it's been a waste of time and money. I wouldn't yeah. have. Yeah. You know. That's kind of a bummer that you didn't get to learn it, but yeah. at the same time, you know, it's it's a beast and it's one of those you you got to use it when you learn it because you do lose it over time. That's what, I I sent a guy there and he came back and he said if we don't start using this it'll fall mm -hmm. out of our heads. Yeah. And he and I think he is right. Yeah. I mean, I think the same can be said about a lot of stuff, too. I mean, I went through AES training, mm -hmm. um, at, but I've never installed one. And I think I went through the menu on one of them, like, it was, might have been like a year or so afterwards. Mm -hmm. So it, I, so, so that familiarity with the product line mm -hmm. and, and keeping up on it, it's, mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think it's very critical. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't remember to sit down in front of a simplex panel and program was right. like, oh, what am I doing here? Because it's this DOS. One yeah. of them is still DOS. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, when you go to work on a forty one plus, it's like it's like the blue DOS screen. You're like, oh my god! It's like a blast from the past. It is the blast from the <laughs> past, and they and it's like, and I started going through it. The more I started doing it, the more I remembered, mm -hmm. you know. But it, it it comes back to you. It does come back. Mm -hmm. But I was never like the the um, like I was never the 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 best at that. My my specialty was the feel kind of crap, like getting out and and you know, installing stuff in the field and, mm -hmm. you know, coming back and then programming whatever little things I needed to. But I went down and worked on a system one time and I and I couldn't get it to communicate correctly. We were putting AES radios in and I couldn't get it to communicate okay. correctly. And and so you can, 
you can, uh, without having to download the entire network, you can do minor changes to just the custom, what we call custom control programming. Mm -hmm. And so I'm modifying, I'm tweaking this custom control programming, but what I don't realize is it upticks the rev mm -hmm. on the network. Oh. And so the guy who, from Simplex, who does our work for us, Ralph comes and he goes, well, what the hell happened? We're like 10 revs higher. <laughs> How could you possibly downloaded this system 10 times? I'm like, oh, no, like, uh, I was like, uh, I was like, at the panel, making the modifications, testing it out to see if I could work it over and over and over again. And that kept, the, he goes, okay, gotcha. don't do that anymore. Like, let's, let's, let's figure out another way. <laughs> That's when you need a test bench. That's when you, and, and yeah, yeah, that, that you could, that you mm -hmm. could make work for that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it's like, you live and learn. Yeah, absolutely. And when you come out from behind a desk and then strap on a tool bag and go back out in the field, mm -hmm. you're like, oh. Look at all the changes there. It's so different. Yeah. <laughs> EST has a similar thing where it, it um, anytime you save, uh, it saves it as a new rev. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful when you're making changes. And um, like if you have, if you have a program on your laptop and you're making changes to it, but somebody else has come along and made some changes and then they left, usually there's like a thumb drive on site or something, or like mm -hmm. some of these new document boxes have a thumb drive built in, so you just plug into the document box and put your program on there. Um, you have to check and make sure that the, the download rev mm -hmm. and the date matches, because if you download an older rev, the system does not like it. Yeah, it gets it's very upset. It gets very upset. Mm -hmm. Have you had that happen? I've had that happen. <laughs> I've made mistakes. <laughs> I can admit You're that. You're the only one. What? <laughs> Someone's got to do it. <laughs> yeah. They've all done That's that. That's how you learn. <laughs> that is, it is how you learn, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Trial and error. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just all part of it. Well, and, you know, to me, uh, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast, and I, I think it was critical, is because I think women in this business, in this particular field, you, you, they're, they're few and far between. I can rattle off half a dozen that mm -hmm. I know, but I could rattle off 50 men mm -hmm. that I know. And yeah. that's bat squeeze, okay? Because we need more more women in this in this discipline, period. Yeah. Uh, and then I want you to, 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 I want people to know you know that that you that this is a this is a big deal to program a three and to work on a three mm -hmm. in a in a international airport, that is not a small thing, sure and so <laughs> and so <laughs> anyone can do it. To me, it's it's just it it thrills me to uh, it thrills me when I have when I have women come through the the, the program and make it all the way and like like Cassie look look mm -hmm. at look at let's just let's just pick on her for a second. Think of the enthusiasm. The enthusiasms, <laughs> the enthusiasm that that kid has. Mm -hmm. And now that they oh, yeah. put her out at that small microchip mm -hmm. plant out on the west side, an itty bitty place no one's ever heard of, uh, she's she's hitting them out of the park out there. I'm not surprised. Not at all, right? Not at all. She is a smart cookie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, so to me, you know, people seeing that, and go. Wait a minute. I, I, you know, you, you, you don't have to be pigeonholed into a career mm -mm. that, that. Oh, I, I can never, I can never be a, an electrician, or I can never go out and be a programmer. Mm -hmm. That's not true. That's just not true. Right. No, you can totally do it. And 
I I still to this day, like whenever people find out that I'm an electrician, they're like, oh, you are? Right. Whoa. And, you know, a lot of people are like, that's so cool. And I really, I've never gotten a bad reaction about it. But there, a lot of people are like, they, they don't expect it. And I'm like, why not? Because <laughs> because it's out of the ordinary. Because yeah. every, because it's, it's literally, it's cookie cutter, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, bearded guy, bearded guy, bearded guy. We're all out there. We're everywhere mm-hmm. we look. Yeah. You know, they're everywhere we look. And so it's like, it's like to, to see, to see women, minorities, uh, uh, a diversity mm-hmm. in this, in this field, it, to me is the future of what's going on. It's just it's the great. future of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I know that for IEC and for uh, JATC and and mm-hmm. and all the groups that we work with. Uh, we, I know the numbers. I can see the folks coming through the program. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I told somebody the other day about a, a minority-owned business. We have a minority-owned uh, business that does uh, abatement for us up okay. on the hill. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, fantastic group of folks, like fantastic group of folks. And they once they get into a place like this, they they can hit, you know, they have preference. They get preference mm-hmm. points yeah. to help these small businesses become bigger businesses mm-hmm. and so uh and i i kind of appreciate that like I, I i think that that's the right way to go and i've i've partially owned a minority business so it's like you know it's a it's been a part of my culture so i like that mm-hmm. anyway. so i just want to get that point out that that's one of the reasons why i think that that it's critical that you're yeah. here mm-hmm. yeah it's i am absolutely thrilled whenever i see other women uh, coming into the industry as well. I work with uh, a couple of ladies at uh, Convergent that are also technicians. What? I There's know. More? It's so weird. But who I, yeah, who else? Because I know at least one of them. Uh, Sarah Hall is one of them. Mm-hmm. And Renee. Renee also works out at the airport under the okay. security group. Uh, but she does also know fire as well. Nice. So, um, wonderful ladies. I absolutely adore working with them. Good. Um, and we make great teams whenever we do have to team up. Good. Not have to, but get to, mm-hmm. get to, because I actually really enjoy working. I work, I enjoy working with anybody. You know, I, I think it's great, and I feel like I'm a pretty easy person to get along with and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I like to have fun on the job, um, but I I really enjoy working with them. I really loved working with Cassie when she was out at the port yeah, as well. She's, so she's I kind of miss her. She's a, I know I, I do too. <laughs> she was my she's my student. She's always yeah. she just has she has so much energy and she mm-hmm. brings so much energy to the room. It's nice. Oh to, yeah, she's it's nice to have her around for that. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I'm certainly not knocking all my other students. Please don't please don't get offended at that. So uh, so you're local. You you grew up here. And no no I did not. Uh, I I'm from all over the place. Um, I mean I'm. I was born in the States, um, but my dad was in the military. Really? And so a very large chunk of my childhood was spent uh, living in Germany. And my mother's German. So, um, oh, nice. Yeah, we, we lived uh, on a farm out there, and uh, he commuted to base and did what he did. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, so we spent a lot of time there, and then he was uh, ultimately um, stationed back into the States, and so we lived in Michigan for a little while. Uh, and then my mom ended up working for Lufthansa Airlines, mm-hmm. and she was stationed out here at the airport back when Lufthansa opened <laughs> no for that, like, I think five years that they were out here, five, six years. Um, and so I moved out here with her, and I ended up working for Evergreen Aviation 
doing the paperwork. Did you really? I did. I did, which is kind of funny because Evergreen Aviation um, was the outsource that Lufthansa used for like the ground control, like the baggage, moving the baggage and um, loading the cargo because the Airbus that flew in had passengers and cargo. So, um, So I did all the paperwork for the cargo that came in and out. Um, while at the same time going to ITT. Mm-hmm. So I, I did that during the day, and then at night I went to ITT three times a week. And that's where I met my husband as well. Nice. Um, and uh, so that's how I ended up out here, but I've been out here for since 2003, so a little bit. I, so, I've lived so did, here did you, longer. Did you pick up some German while you... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm. So you're <laughs> fluent in German? I'm, I am fluent, and I can... St- Still understand it, but it has been way too long that when I have to speak it in yeah. return, I stumble. So I, oh. I can still understand it. I can say some things, but I can't Impressive. hold a full conversation. Well, we have a, we have a, a, at least one listener in Germany. That's wonderful. So I think I love it. I think it's awesome. I don't know how to say anything in German. <laughs> so I, Dankeschön. There you go. There you go for, for our listener in Germany. We're super excited you're here. Um, but that so Evergreen Aviation is uh, so you worked there for a couple of years then. I worked for them for a little over two years. Yeah. Um, so basically the entire time I was at ITT, and then um, I got hired at Convergence. So I quit Evergreen and started working at Convergent. Dang. Yeah. So uh, I was working out at the Pam Corp hangars. Now, for those of you who are not familiar, the uh, there was this <laughs> there was this group called Pam Corp that the state of Oregon kind of helped partner and build and they built these two in immense hangars mm-hmm. out at the airport and then the company had some sort of failing and the state had some sort of failing and the place got emptied so I'm out there working on the sprinkler system or the fire alarm system with the sprinkler system and uh, it was when I worked for simplex and I, I one of the warehouse one of the hangars was completely empty mm-hmm. which we which we tripped and flooded but that's mm-hmm. another story and then though but the one to the south was completely chock full of aircraft. And I'm an aircraft mm-hmm. nut. Mm-hmm. So I come walking through, I'm like, oh my God, this is a Messerschmitt, and mm-hmm. there's a, you know, there's a, a, a B-17G in there, and there's like, you know, all these aircraft that I'm just like drooling over. I mm-hmm. can't believe it. They're all just, they're beautiful. And eventually I find a guy on top of a, of, of a P-38 Lightning, and uh, that's a twin-boomed mm-hmm. uh, fighter, fighter plane from World War II. And so he's bounced around out there like, hey, man, what the hell's going on in here? He goes, these are all evergreen aviation planes. He goes, this is $20 million for the plane I'm standing Ooh, on. Wow. It's because it's still got the superchargers on it that work. Oh. And I'm huh. like, wow. So I take it you're a mechanic. And he goes, and he goes yeah, I'm a former Navy aviations guy. I said, oh, I'm a former Navy electronic warfare guy. So that makes sense. So he's rapping back and forth. He goes, yeah, man. He goes, he goes these are going to be in some museum at some point. Mm-hmm. They should be. And that's where they are. They're all now nice. out at the Evergreen Aviation Museum. Full circle, I'm out there working for Western States, and um, we go into the Spruce Goose. Mm-hmm. And the, oh, yeah. the guy who was working at Western came from Simplex, and he said, oh, we put this fire system in there, and we couldn't, we couldn't screw it, glue it, Mm-mm. or mark anything in the plane. Mm-hmm. And he goes, so we use cross popsicle sticks. In between, <laughs> I'm not lying to you. So, oh, I, I know. I've been in it. You've been in it, right? I've, I've been in it. I've, yeah. I'll tell you after. Stroke of brilliance. Uh-huh. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. So Dave says, yeah, if you look in there, we use cross pops. I don't know who came up. I don't know who came up with that. It was Dave Keller or, or one of his. A genius. A genius. <laughs> and so within a, 
when I get there, I'm I'm climbing all in that thing, all mm -hmm. over the tail. Oh, it was just it's like it's phenomenal being. So in tell there. me your story about it. Well, I I've been in there. It's not much of a story, but it's uh, uh you know test and inspect mm -hmm. we get the contract to, to inspect all of the evergreen buildings down in McMinnville including the two museums so the aircraft and the and the water park so basically all of the evergreen buildings nice. this was before they went bankrupt and, and whatnot so <sighs> I got to be in the spruce goose and you know we had to test all the devices there and we had to be on a ginormous boom did you do the boom the 130 boom uh well yes <laughs> i won't climb in that thing no so did you go up there and do it we had to uh, uh, not for that um oh man because we were able to test the the beam detectors a different way we had the solar pole that you can extend and so you kind of stand in a certain spot and, and test them that way but um i have had to be on that on that articulating boom lift and uh work on i think it was some batteries that we had to replace that were really high up and then the other way is to basically take the boom lift and they give you right up to the roof on the outside and you walk up the roof and then there's a hatch that you can get in and walk in the catwalk up there don't look down even now, if that you're not I don't mind, that i don't mind doing i don't <laughs> mind doing the i don't mind doing the catwalk yeah i that i can do but the boom, yeah. it would it. It's, it's so wobbly. Ugh. I'm not a fan of lifts in the first place. I'm not afraid of heights, but I don't like that wobbly feeling. It, it that gets me. that unnerves yeah. me. Yeah, it, it unnerves me. Uh, mm -hmm. The guy who was sent up there did that was was a, was my apprentice at the time. He oh, now yeah. works for a company in Vancouver, and uh, he, he no problem. Like, like completely no problem. Wow. Like he just went up and did it. Like, yeah, no biggie. Wow, those are the kind of people I look up to when it comes I do too. to lift work. I'm like, how? I, you know what? You do you. No, when I was in the <laughs> Navy, I would, I would climb a mast, mm. strap off, and work up there, no sweat. Mm -hmm. If I had a big piece of metal that I was attached to, I could climb as high as you need me to climb. Nice. The first time I was working with a former SEAL, I was working for Simplex. <laughs> this guy was a SEAL, uh, and he had just got out of the Navy. So he and I was he was a he was just this buff triangular shaped you know yeah you know what those guys like look they come like. just yeah. yeah just handsome guy and uh, we're working in this little school in Kelso and he goes and I'm going up in a, one of those genie lifts those little mm -hmm. one person genie lifts with the outriggers mm -hmm. I could I got up like like twelve feet and just stalled yeah and he's going what are you doing I'm like. I'm working through it. He goes, stop it. He starts shaking the thing, you know. No. I'm like, Mark, knock it off. <laughs> He's like, get up there. He starts calling me all kind of names. He's laughing, right? Because this guy is, I mean, these guys are not yeah. afraid of anything. Oh, he Otherwise, was he was helping you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there were 35, 35 devices up there. I did 25 out of 35, and I was just, I was at Pucker Factor 50 when I did the first one, and 50 wow. when I left. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is crazy, mm -hmm. and he's doing the other ten, and he's laughing the whole time. I feel like <laughs> he's like, you don't have, you don't have to trust your equipment. You don't have to trust your equipment. Sure. And it took me forever to get to where mm -hmm. I could could kind of be comfortable in it. But when I saw those those super high boom lifts, mm -hmm. no, no bueno, can't do it. They're they're a different animal. Yeah. Yeah, I I've had to use those those genie lifts like you're talking about getting into some really high atriums like they have Vesda units up above the mm -hmm. ceiling the false ceiling so you have to drop the ceiling down it's a metal great ceiling <sighs> and you gotta have your laptop with you well you've been on those genie lifts there's not a whole lot of room no. so you're just like you're in there and you're you know holding on and you're like any sudden little movement you're like wiggling back and forth I'm like oh this, this is how I go out this is it this, this is, is how I die yeah exactly <laughs> um, and then miraculously you make through and then you come back down you're like okay 
that's done. It's it, such it, a relief hitting that ground. I, I could now go back at, at, at because of all my experiences. I could now easily go back and do that, yeah. that gymnasium. I had no problem on on lifts until I get about forty, about 30, 35, 40 mm-hmm. feet on the on and only on the <laughs> only on those extendable poops. <laughs> just, oh, as soon as they move them, mm-hmm. I'm like. You know, I just, it's its ridiculous. And you're not supposed to drive the lift when you're up. I know. But I've but seen they always people do. do that, and I'm like, ah, mm-mm-mm. No. No. I know. Not I, my cup I, of tea. I, I, not my cup of tea either. <laughs> well, I've got—I've gotten better at it. Yeah. And, and, but, but as far as, as being heights, well, I mean, m- we went to the, uh, my wife and I went to the uh, Excalibur. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to the Excalibur in I Vegas? No. I got married in Vegas, but Did I, you was, really? I was at the top of the stratosphere. We got married way yeah. up there on the 106th floor, but not the Excalibur. I had no idea that the that the thing was truly hollow. Mm-hmm. I, I saw it when I got there and went, wow. And you don't ride an elevator. It's like a Wonkavator. It kind of goes sideways. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, I'm I'm not afraid of heights into this way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just another way that I'm afraid of them. So I come out. I'm like, wow, this is cool. I look around. My wife, I can't. She's gone. What the hell's going on? She's on the ground. She's literally, oh. like, literally, like, no. don't touch me. Oh. I'm going to, and she, like, you know, and I was like, and that's when I saw somebody, you know, with that. This is not, like, a joke fear. This is a real fear oh, yeah. that you have to work through. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, you should, you know, you should I crawl? She's like, we're not staying here. I'm like, this is unsustainable. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. And we wound up, she wound up working her way through it. Good. But that yeah. initial thing when I'm like, wow, because you're like looking over the casino and how cool is this? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> that is awesome. Just... That's how I found out that my sister-in-law was afraid of heights. <laughs> I had no idea until we get out there and she's holding on to the wall like, what's wrong? All right. I'm afraid of I- Oh, my God. Why didn't you say something? <laughs> they just, I had no I, idea. I didn't realize that it would be so visceral until mm-hmm. it until it hit me. And then yeah. and I can't look at somebody and laugh and go, well, you know, you're being yeah. silly because you're not. Mm-hmm. No, know. it's it's serious. Yeah, I I try not to make. Well, I don't I don't have to try. I just don't make fun of people like that. I, Me, yeah, I personally, I don't like spiders. I, which is kind of a peculiar situation to be in sometimes when you have to work on fire alarm devices that are <laughs> in creepy crawly spaces like a vault, for instance, an attic. Um, yeah, I struggle with that a little bit. Not gonna lie. I had a uh, I was working at OSU. And uh, one of my ex-apprentices, who still works for uh, PSI, I was down in a vault doing backflows. I'm a sprinkler guy, too, a little bit. And I was down doing some backflow testing, and I'm trying to kill what I thought yeah. were hobo spiders. Now, I've come to find out they're wolf spiders, but I didn't know mm-hmm. any better because I'm an idiot. So I'm like, oh, so I'm hitting this thing with a, yeah, so hit it with a wrench. And uh, he was laughing. And behind me, one skittered right behind my neck. And he goes, I didn't want to tell you because I think you're going to hurt yourself at that ranch. And he was he was just, he had the driest sense of humor. <laughs> Makes me laugh just thinking about him. That's yeah. for you, Scott. <laughs> so um, so what is, does your, is your husband in the industry or what does he do? He's not in this industry. Um, you're going to laugh. No, I'm not. He's, he fixes copiers. Oh no, I've I've done that. I know. Wow, <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, he's he's been doing it a little bit longer than what I've been doing. Cause, no kidding. Cause oh, so he's really ITT. into it then? Yeah, he he likes it. He 
Can I ask what brand? He works for, well, he works on a lot of Konica, Minolta's, uh-huh. Rico's, Sharps, yeah. things like that. Um, he's gotten trained on some of those really big production ones mm-hmm. like that work in the print shops now, Colorado's. Um, but not Z- like not Xerox, things like that. No but like he kind of started out with like the little machines that do like the, I think the, like the table. I, he's probably going to correct me when he hears this because he's waiting for this podcast to come out. <laughs> he's like, so when do we get to hear it? Anyway, um, so I think he started with like the smaller ones, mm-hmm. like the fax machines and things like that, and then kind of progressed to the bigger, yeah. bigger ones that are in the offices and the, you know. It's a good gig. Yeah. Some of the uh, some of the best technicians I met were doing copiers. They're, they're, yeah, it oh, was yeah. really incredible technology. I feel like he is using the the some of the troubleshooting skills a lot more than I am mm-hmm. because he's still out there, you know, measuring uh, the voltage and resistance with his meter on the boards. Whereas in fire alarm, a lot of times we don't we don't have to troubleshoot to yeah. that level anymore because they're built to be replaced. Yep. But not so much in the copier world. They no, still not at all. Like they still send things back to the manufacturer where they fix it and send it back out. You know, they refurbish it. And it's electromechanical because mm-hmm. you've got all the clutches. Yeah. So you've mm-hmm. got these these inverter drivers driving mm-hmm. these clutches, which are driving these things. And then these PT disks, which are counting out how many pulses uh-huh. the paper mm-hmm. is coming. And yep. the paper has to be, f- you know, pushed up against a set of rollers and buckled at a certain element. Yep. The whole thing was insane. Yeah, uh, and the, you got to watch out for the thickness of the paper because yep. you know, depending on the setting, you can change it. If it's too thick, it's gonna and crappy get stuck. paper. Crappy paper. People are don't mm-hmm. they to put it on cement. The, You're like, no, <laughs> your paper can't be there. It's got to be off the floor. What's yeah. wrong with you? Right, exactly. And so. even the cut. It, when mm-hmm. I used to, when I bust open a ream of paper, people laugh because I'm, I'm all violent with it, you know. Yeah. But I remember guys when I worked for Pacific looking at the paper and going, this is cut the wrong way. You got to make sure it goes in the right way. I'm like, we Pacific office. That's who he works for. Yeah. POA. POA. Uh huh. Yeah. So you know where it's at. I know exactly where it's at. (laughs) I probably, I probably may know him. I'll, I'll ask you his name when we get off here. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I don't know him, I probably can figure out who he is. The, the guy, one of the guys there who was the trainer when I started, his name was Steve Bray. Um, was hands down making technicians uh not forcing i don't mean say this in a bad way but he would foster competition Mm -hmm. to make people learn yes and to want to do better good and i can say a lot of things about the copy industry but that guy and several other people you know who run that company made sure that their that their copier technicians were oh, yeah. absolutely especially when it came to sharp were absolutely unequivocally good at what they did mm-hmm. and brian one of the guys that was there when i was there um was a bass player too he uh they have he a lot was, of musicians there a lot of no a lot of musicians <laughs> fall under the copier <laughs> i asked one i said what I said, will you play guitar? He goes, we all play something. Mm-hmm. He goes, all of us are failed musicians, and this is why we're here, because we can't get our bands to work. Yeah. So you, you know of the annual service weekends. Yep. And all, yep. you know, the times. I, I competed have, in them. Did you really? In the in the beginning, yeah, when I was when I was working there. Because when I worked there, they were by Sunset High School. Okay. Off of Science Park Drive. Okay. And, and Newsom was like the guy mm-hmm. in the office 
down, you know, up in the upper area. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah. It's a small it's, world. It's a small world. Such a small world. And the guys I was with, uh, the the people we were, I was teching with, mm-hmm. um, some of them were were hands down. Brian Richardson's the one that comes to mind. That mm-hmm. guy was he would he was when I say getting Zen. Oh, yeah. the fires, mm-hmm. Okay, that came from him. Really? Yeah, because he would come up to a sharp like a ninety eight hundred or a ninety seven fifty, mm-hmm. and we'd shoot the we'd shoot the interlocks, open up the door, and he would sit cross legged and watch it, and I would mm-hmm. go, "What are you doing? What, what are you doing?" He goes, "Shh, mm-hmm. listen." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to be kidding me, man! He goes, "No, I'm not kidding you at all." Boom! There it is. Do you hear it? It just jammed. And 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 it you know and he was right because the machine stops and then he would begin to 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 unfold mm-hmm. what it was and I just was in awe and I stole that getting Zen from Brian. That's awesome. I stole that. I really liked that episode. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. It doesn't it? It does absolutely. And he would collect his thoughts and he didn't let things get in his way mm-hmm. and he just would collect his thoughts and he was very methodical, very professional. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really, I really have a uh, soft spot in my heart for him and his wife. They were really nice people. Wonderful. Oh man, what a small world. Absolutely. I, I wanted to tell you real quick mm-hmm. um, about women in industry in Please. the industry as well. Uh, when I went to ITT, we had I was one of four or five other ladies mm-hmm. in that class, and by the time the second quarter hit, we were already half. And then by the time the third quarter hit, two, and she dropped out halfway through, and I go. was the only one You're the left. The only one left. And that set the, not the bar. It set how things were going to be, basically all the way through until I got my journeyman's license, because the ent- almost just about the entire time that I was in the apprenticeship program, I was the only woman in all of those classes, yeah. except for one, and I think it was codes with Dave Gilson. Yeah. See? And on, for the first couple of years for my continuing education, mm-hmm. also, no other women. Now I'm starting to see it more and more. There's a lot of ladies. There's a, in there's a lot of women in it. And I think it's awesome. I and, think it's awesome. And we have too. a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome too. The one of the best, and I, I think I probably said this in a previous podcast, but one of the best instructors I ever had for continuing ed was a woman who's who'd lost her vision, mm-hmm. lost her ability to. to to see details. Okay. So she was a master electrician. Her father owned a shop in Silverton. She she ran that shop when he retired. Oh, cool. And so she she was just I mean she was super good. Mm-hmm. She came walking into this to this room full of men mostly. I think mm-hmm. there may have been one woman in there, but it was and she was a, a whole bunch of us knuckle draggers at at OHSU. Mm-hmm. And she passes out toys. She she had she had four totes on a hand truck. One of them was full of toys. So she hands the tote out and she says, everybody pick a toy. I don't care which toy, whatever toy you want. So I picked out like Gumby. Mm -hmm. So she says, put it on your desk. And then (laughs) she starts talking. And immediately she, she's, she's got all our attention and, and she's, she's showing us examples of failures Mm -hmm. and, you know, and she told her our story and she's, or her story. And, and then, uh, like 10, 15 minutes later, she says, okay, now look around the room. And sure enough, there's four or five guys sitting there playing with their toy mm-hmm. while they're listening to her. They're not watching her. They're just looking at their toy, playing with her. 
And she said, that is a kinesthetic learner. Each one of you who is touching your toy and playing with it are kinesthetic learners. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And she goes, there are audio, visual, and kinesthetic learners. Stole that, put that right on the slide as the first slide I teach when I, it's every single class. If you sit there and doodle, mm -hmm. I don't care. Like you could draw, because that's what I do in meetings. I sit there and draw things out. You're a okay, okay, that's important for you. And she says, that is enabling their mind to listen to what I'm saying. And then they're manipulating and seeing it in their head. Mm -hmm. And I just, and my jaw hit the floor. Yeah. I just went, oh. And I, I, I don't even know her name. I just know that when I left that continuing ed, I can still tell you some of the things that she taught. Mm -hmm. And it was about mostly about grounding and bonding, right? Which it almost always is. Yeah. Never is low voltage stuff. Um, That's yeah. a fun course to take, though. I, yeah. I've, I've taken it a few times because I needed the credits, but mm -hmm. I, I enjoy sitting through that class, even though it's not something stuff that we're never going to use. No, but I like learning about it. I think it's great. So do you have a Washington license too since I you do. live there? So you have an ELO six mm -hmm. and you're yeah. gonna have a nice set of tickets? I have a nice set three. What? Yeah. Outrank me. <laughs> so together we're nice set like five. There you go. <laughs> cool. I, I, eventually I'll probably go for my four, but I'm, I'm kind Please of. Please do. Yeah. That's rarity. You yeah. Got, you've got to get your four. You So you've, you've got a three. Mm -hmm. So you've already proven that you can design and, and put Right, and four is the projects, right? Four you, is the actual project. I think you got to like have should, a start to finish. To and I, I think by now I can. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you've got to get your but, four. Yeah, I, I will. I will. That'd be. So I just cool. got my three like at the end of last year. So don't stop. <laughs> well, when I get four, then I have to because there's no five. Not yet. 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 <laughs> no, but I was talking to uh, John, a, a friend of mine from PSI, mm -hmm. John Marchetti, who's got, he's a four. And, and PSI has a lot of fours working mm -hmm. for him. They're they're heavy with fours. And um, he, I see, he says, I'm going to get another one. And it's in it's in ECS. It's basically DAS systems mm -hmm. because, okay. yeah. because that's the up, up and coming thing is DAS. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Right, gotta have it. Gotta have it. Mm -hmm. OHSU has this uh, DAS system installed that is, I mean, stellar. We monitor it for them. We monitor the it ain't working kind of points, right? Mm -hmm. Contact closures. Oh yeah, but ITG runs the thing, mm -hmm. and uh, wow, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so there's a new NYSET level, okay, or or discipline for that. For that. So there's test mm -hmm. inspect and then fire alarm and and now there's this. Are there jurisdictions that are driving that as well? Or is that more like a, if you're interested and you want to know more about it and you want to become kind of more official? I th don't know that. Yeah. But I'm going to take a wild guess that, that there are jurisdictions driving it. Good. Because there's gaping holes in the testing of these things. Mm -hmm. in, 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 in any jurisdiction, you can see yeah. where the where they put their enforcement and where they don't, yeah. you know. But you put these things in, and the 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 particular system that that PSI was marketing, uh, I read that how it specs because mm -hmm. I'm a radio nut, and I was blown away by what you could do with it. You could balance it, and it it made sure that it it knew uh, because if you get to if you if you bring a radio system if you bring a radio into the front door of a place that's got a DAS system and you hit both that system and the repeater, mm -hmm. it can cause uh, feedback. Oh. And so you, in the RF world, we would pad, what we call pad down mm -hmm. or attenuate, 
uh, so you get further in the building, you know, and you have to find that happy medium. Well, if gotcha. you just are, are, the original DIS systems didn't do that. Mm -hmm. And so they may have had that engineering, but they weren't installed that way. Gotcha. And so the system that they were doing for PSI was like, had all kind of fancy stuff. Well, this guy went out and went to school on it and mastered it, just figured nice. it out. So how do you find that sweet spot for it? Do you have like an antenna you walk around with yeah, with an you, indicator and you're like, yep. okay, this is better than over here? Yeah, you would okay. have to compare, uh, and I don't know exactly the tool that they're using, but mm -hmm. you'd have to look at your, at your signal to noise ratio and, and mm -hmm. how much signal you're getting in and how far in the building and then how much your DAS system mm -hmm. is putting out and then balancing that so that gotcha. the, there's a cutover point that is you know, far enough in that you don't get that. Mm -hmm. But the system, and I don't even know the brand name of it, but uh, pretty, pretty cool stuff. Like, nice. like as a radio guy, I'm like, oh wow, I could like totally get into that. But yeah, you know, how do you feel about cellular dialers? I like them, but the fact that they sunset mm -hmm. over and over and over. I like IP dialers. I think IP dialers are the answer mm -hmm. to a lot of people's problems because they're so cheap. Yeah, uh, but. Once again, you know, you can't put an IP dialer in a, in a hospital network. No. <laughs> mm -mm. You're not in control of that firewall. So then you're stuck with cell or radio. Because mm -hmm. you can't get phone lines unless it's like a very specific circumstance. You're way out there and, you yeah. know, nowhere where there's no cell tower for like 50 miles. Right. Yeah. And so you're you're stuck. So so mm -hmm. I think that I think that each 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 technology has its advantage. But the idea that we were going to go off phone lines completely mm -hmm. is malarkey. It's a little scary too. It, it is, but it can't happen. Like you can't, you can't go to Warrington. Mm -mm. There's, there's no coverage in Warrington if you don't have cell, if you don't have phones. Yeah, you got to have that copper. You, you got to have that copper. Mm -hmm. So, so there has to now. We've we got those four technologies out there. Mm -hmm. Of all of them, I like radio the best because I'm radio nut. But well, and you can build that mesh network with those yeah. and make it stronger. So you know you have less points of failure. I agree. And so. it doesn't. You don't have to. You don't have to keep upgrading the technology. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that 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 sold us on it. Where if I put in a cell com, mm -hmm. up now we're going to sunset four G and go to five. Up now we're going to sunset. That, that's so, a little. Frustrating. That is the the part that was heartache for me. Mm -hmm. But everything is going on the cell phone or the web. Yeah. So yeah. What do, you, what do you think about them? I. I think they have their purposes. Um, it, obviously, when you're in a city you have a better chance of having a good signal, mm -hmm. but I've run into situations where like out at the coast, mm -hmm. they're installing a cellular dialer and you have great signal until someone parks a lift right in front of it. Really? And I'm like, that's kind of sketch. That is know? kind of sketch. So, you know, I... So that means that they're like so when they far work. away. They're, they're, they're so far away from the antenna yeah. that that amount of metal would would block yeah. the signal versus... A lift, like, yeah. you'd think that it would just go through. No, because when you're closer yeah. to the antenna, you get mm -hmm. multi-path. Yeah, get to exactly. It. But when you're far enough, then it's just, it's like light. It's yeah. got one shot. And that's exactly. It. Oh, what about fiber? How do you feel about fiber? I love fiber. I am learning so much about yeah, it right now. Because uh -huh. you put the backbone in, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, we are reconfiguring um, okay. because the network that we're working on right now is a very large network. We've got 50 plus panels. Some mm -hmm. of them are ghost nodes, but still, uh, we still have an actual count of 50 plus mm -hmm. panels and we are breaking it apart so that um, the outer buildings are on their own network and then the cluster of 
buildings on the campus on the main campus are um on their own other network and mm-hmm. then they're going to be they are connected with a switch network so we got switches and because i remember i remember locations. looking at that architecture mm-hmm. when i was a manager there and mm-hmm. going i don't think i understand all this but it makes yeah. sense because like qta yeah. and all the quick turnaround all mm-hmm. those other outside buildings being yeah. on there and not bogging down the network and when you right yeah it's going to cut the download time in half uh when uh, psi and and convergence first started going out there the average download time was eight to ten hours yeah i remember that and we've worked on that network so intensely that we've been able to um, get the download time down to three and a half to maybe four hours, which is wow. a significant improvement. And a lot of that was really just going through all the locations and uh, cleaning the fiber ends. You know, oh really? We're using well, a just scope. to get get more throughput. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no kidding. Because over time they get a little grungy and stuff, depending on where the panel's located and, and how much um, it's exposed to things like dust and buildup and stuff like that. Because it gets into those panels. It's electronics. Electronics attracts dust. Um, you know, so they can get a little grungy, especially if they haven't been touched in 10 years. And so you're going through and you're using your scope, which is super cool. I love using the scope. So, <laughs> so it's like an optical time domain reflectometer or what is it? Or is it just it just tells, it tells you your data throughput? It's, your, it's, it's just a microscope and you hook. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, that kind of it's just super low tech. Like you push a button and it turns on a light so that you can actually see the surface of the fiber. No, it's I should have brought it. I didn't think about it. But yeah, it's. it's I'm a, serious. Like you could just see the end of the. Yes. See how much of a. Of and you, a so yeah, so you can, I am. I don't even know that. I don't because I don't do that kind of work. Oh, it's so you cool. Well, it? I didn't either until I started going to the site and and doing this work there. So really, like fiber is something that I'm I'm learning about and I'm totally geeking out on it. No kidding. Um, but it's so so we we go to all these panels and each panel depending on it's got you know four strands minimum because mm-hmm. all the panels are connected with fiber and so you've got your data A in and out and then your data B in and out, mm-hmm. right? So you got four strands minimum. If you have audio, you have two additional strands, um, one for the audio in and audio out. And you can also do it like single mode and multi-mode. Like you can use the panels to switch from one to the other media. Um, but so all we did was we just went to all the panels wow. and we would look at the microscope and see, oh yeah, this one's pretty clean. And we would still have like the little clicky pen to clean uh-huh. it. But if it was really grungy and dirty, we had these uh, um, just isopropic alcohol mm-hmm. and a wipe and we would clean it off and then look at it again and say, yeah, it's much cleaner now. And then we would connect it. And then um, we had uh, uh, another contractor with us as well who was um, certified, Corning certified, because Mm -hmm. the port doesn't allow us to touch the actual fibers in the network rooms. We can touch the fibers at the panels, Mm -hmm. but not in the network rooms. And so they would go and clean them there. And then there was a couple of strands that we found were bad. They were just so bad that they weren't allowing the data to pass through anymore or not properly. And so we would replace those jumpers and then, oh, look, this network instability is now stable. And so the, and so because they were dirty, it would slow the throughput Mm -hmm. and the system would just tell you, look, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting this mail across, so to speak. Basically. Yeah. The system would get really cranky and it would give you, um, network com faults for all the panels. Um, and if it did it enough, it kind of would turn into a, like a runaway and go into Ooh. a network overflow. And then, oh, look, now you're on class B. 
Wow. Because it's class A out there, so. So our network uses copper mm-hmm. and it runs at a whopping 57K. Nice. I, I'm, it's a token ring network. I'm not kidding. Oh, cool. I'm not kidding. It, it is still. Copper's I mean, nice. It, it's a pretty big network. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like 50 nodes, but it's essentially yeah. the same. But in, ours are kind of broken up different. But, but, but it's, copper's it's, great. It's, it, it is really cool. Mm-hmm. But you don't think of, because where we're you're sending audio mm-hmm. so that the same audio message is sent throughout the, yeah. the, the, the airport. Ours is not. Ours is we have some buildings like you're lucky you get a little monkey hitting a <laughs> hitting a can with a hammer. <laughs> Here, get out. You know, because you've got all these buildings yeah. that are old and, and the modern the modern right. simplex stuff is all addressable now. So it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, you want to turn the signals on, you just Tell well, them. and Simplex has addressable NAC devices addressable too. NACs, yeah. Do you have those out there? Oh, yeah, yeah? Oh, that made that's a game changer. Oh, I I hundred percent believe that. I I've, I've when I was teaching fire, I tell people now there's always some exceptions to the rule. Mm-hmm. Simplex is that exception. Here's your addressable output device, mm-hmm. and it has its own SLC. It's it's not yeah. like on the initiating side. It's actually got its own. It would need to be. Yeah. I think I think that it would get really. I think it would be really convoluted conv- if yeah. it was mixed. And I've not worked with it much, mm-hmm. but they came to do sound uh, floor above and floor below programming on mm-hmm. the main on the main hospital, and the guy who uh, Ralph, the guy who did that programming, did it in less than um, less than two weeks. Oh wow! And I mean, yeah, For because such a massive system. Yeah. Wow. Because the way that, so uh, we use Dynoelectric for most of our installs out there. Mm-hmm. And the same guys that I was there before with, mm-hmm. when they were like just turning out or still apprentices, are now running the show. That's so they awesome. they all know me, right? They're like, oh my God, he's back, but he's older. Uh, they found their calling. They found their calling. And, and they open up, you open up the panels and it's just like, I am impressed. I mm-hmm. mean, because what they've had to troubleshoot, and they're as good at troubleshooters as we are, if yeah. not better. And so, and they know where all these or the, all the dead bodies are buried. You know, I had a <laughs> I had a door I had a door circuit fail, and I stood around and I went, okay, I got to go figure out how this thing's all laid out. And I try to get the pictures, the drawings, and I can't find them because I'm I'm a nut. And so I called Diana down, and the guy goes, "It's right here. I'll show you." And, and photographic we, memory. No, no, he, because all he, he does just, is work on yeah. it. He goes, we made this really simple, man. Here's the power supply. Here's the relays. Oh, look, blown fuse. Oh, yeah. And and it, 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 like he took me to the problem in less than two minutes. Mm-hmm. And I went, well, we got to figure out why we blew the fuse. Mm-hmm. So we, we figured out why we blew the fuse. And cool. that was it. Game nice. over. And he goes, I says, it's like this in every floor. It's like this everywhere you go. It's It's the same way. And then I was able to get the drawings and figure out. You know, because I the I'm not technology challenged, but mm. uh, things have changed so much, and things are the, everything is so connected up there that yeah. everything happens through your phone or through an iPad, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're like, well, you know, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can say we're paper, we're paper plans, and they're going paper. What the hell's paper? Mm-hmm. Is that? Oh, I remember writing service tickets on paper. Yeah. 
on the on the the carbon paper. The all the triple. So, so so you would give the customer the white copy and the yellow copy would go to your golden rod. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it wasn't even yellow. Where's the golden rod copies? Yeah, uh-huh. And, and then pink? the pink one stays in your in your book so that you can go through and we're dating ourselves. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, I miss it. I I really liked physically writing down stuff. When I did my uh tested inspect, um I came up with this format, you know, it was just an Excel sheet with like the borders and then I'd say the this is the address column this is the type column this is mm-hmm. I, I don't remember how detailed I got now it was so but I hand wrote everything down like every single smoke detector that came in I wrote down the address and all that fun stuff in the order that it came and in you could so, get it in yeah. in the order that made it mm-hmm. right in your head so mm-hmm. you know post it or MPS yep this address this exactly yeah. and I did that for it doesn't matter what system it was because it was intended to work with whatever system you had. It makes sense. You know, and um, I, I really enjoyed doing that. Well, I so like when I was, when I was inspecting, I would go in, at, or buy. Mm-hmm. It's either in a room, buy something, or yeah. at a location. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, don't don't put corridor. Use <laughs> hall. <laughs> Depending on where you're at, you're going to have a lot of corridors. Will you stay around and hang out with us and do sure. a, a round table? Yeah. Okay. Love well, you. then I could talk to you for another hour. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, but we have a lot to talk about. The, somebody's trying to throw something at my head uh, from the booth there. So let's, uh, we'll go ahead and close it down. Thanks for listening to the Half Watt Podcast. We always want to hear from you, and we encourage you to email us at halfwattpod at gmail.com with questions or even your own stories. Funny, crazy, or praiseworthy, we want to hear it all. You can follow us on Instagram at halfwattpod to stay up to date on our feed. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share us with a friend, the best way to help us grow. The Half Watt Podcast is a production of Now Hear This Studios.